It's New Zuckus, 4LOM, an Imperial TIE Fighter pilot, three of 48 action figures from Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection, each sold separately. And now, from Star Wars New Revenge of the Jedi collection, it's Admiral Akbar. Not available in any store, but free with six proofs of purchase. For many Star Wars action figures, details on specially marked packs at participating stores. Offer expires January 31st, 1983. New 4LOM, Zuckus, Imperial TIE Fighter pilot, and other action figures, each sold separately. From Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion of Star Wars toys from the past, the present, and the future. My name is Jason, and you are listening to episode number 55. Joining us tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, OT Curmudgeon Tom. Yay! What are we talking about today, boys? 1982 vintage figures from Damn right, from The Empire Strikes Back. I am a pig in sleep (laughs) and heat, right? Good day. (laughs) Good day, everyone. (laughs) Also joining us... From Bendoms of the Black Series, he collects them all, our good friend Ryan. Hello. And also, hello, hello Ryan. Hello. <laughs> hello. Also on the call tonight, Hi, from Ryan. Orlam to Zuckus.com. Or Forlamkis. No, I'm... Prolomkis is going to get retired here soon. Oh, then my bookmark's not going to work anymore. No, I'll own it, but <laughs> it won't be on the main page. <laughs> Welcome. Trademark copyright. Welcome, Jake. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, Jaker? Sadly, Dude, had, what? Sadly, from uh, Chris B cannot join us tonight. Missing in action. Mm-hmm. Missing in action again. But I do suggest you check out his wonderful website, JediBusiness.com. A lot of good uh, stuff on that page. I will be using JediBusiness.com to uh, review the figures that we will be speaking of today. So thank you, Mr. Uh, Bortz. Mr. B. Or yeah. B. Excuse me. Mr. B. Chris B. Mm-hmm. Mr. B, sir. <laughs> All right. As we already said, tonight we are doing a vintage episode. I think it's been... At least a year since we've done a vintage episode. AKA Finally. too long. Finally. I don't know how a whole year went by. Yeah. yeah. AKA too long. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. AKA Force Awakens happened. Our listeners demand more vintage, and I am uh, I am going to give it to them. All right. And speaking of vintage, we were actually giving a the other. shout out. Uh, we were given a shout out on the uh, Star Wars uh, Collector's Archive. Did a little write up on some... Uh, vintage podcasts, vintage collectors would check out, and we actually got a little credit on there. So we do need to do more vintage to live up to now our reputation. <laughs> That's right. And also, uh, a couple of you guys from the show were on another podcast recently. Yeah, everybody but you, pretty much, and Ryan. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell us about that one. Collector Galaxy, right? Yeah, so Tom and I got the uh, chance to be interviewed by on a great new show that's got a massive uh, vintage focus. So those will be uh, that'll be of interest to those who are listening exclusively for this vintage content. But uh, Justin Seeley started a new show called Collect Star Wars Collectors Galaxy, and um, yeah, he's been uh, interviewing 
uh, content creators and other people in the field. And um, his, you know, he covered Toy Fair, of course, but he does have a huge love for the vintage era. So he goes into a lot of detail about those uh, figures as well. So it's something you might want to check out. Tom was, um, Tom, you were on episode like two, I think, three or something early on. And no, it was I more think, than that, but I it? think he's got maybe. Five or six. He's already down a few no, episodes. I, I was so. number nine. He's already got more episodes than we have in the last yeah. four years. Yeah, and he started like two <laughs> weeks ago. So, no, it's awesome. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun uh, vintage content and a lot of modern too. But mm-hmm. yeah, check it out. Collectors cool. Galaxy. You can download it on all the classic iTunes and uh, other podcasting yeah. places. But Tom yeah, and I does. also showed cool up. On the uh, latest Star Wars Follies from Retro Blasting, too. We had the uh, chance to give some input about many of the uh, useless left hands of Star Wars action figures from the vintage line. That is something I never really thought about until now. Now, it's something that I didn't think about either, but it was kind of fun to uh, to discuss it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I would say I noticed it, but I didn't care because I was a kid and, you know... Um, yeah, I mean, Star Wars didn't have vehicles that you had to hold on to. They didn't have steering wheels and things like that. Unlike GI Joe, which you know had a lot of you know interactivity when it came to having to hold stuff or grab a steering wheel or hold two knives in your hands. You know, well, GI Joe was great for having hands. Both hands could hold uh, accessories, right mm-hmm. and left. However, yeah. the thumbs. Yes, I, I think. All of my 1982 G.I. Joes and a lot of my 1983 G.I. Joes, their thumbs just would snap, you know? Yeah. yeah I oh, mean, yeah. you give a guy a, a bazooka, like Zap, he had a bazooka, right? Mm-hmm. You put the bazooka in his hand, and his thumb is history almost instantly. Well, here's the thing. You can put it in their hands, but they're going to hold it just from the way the hand is shaped. They're going to hold it kind of at a diagonal. Mm-hmm. And if you want to have those guys really hold a gun like someone really would straight out from their arm, you yeah. got to kind of turn that handle in the hand and that's what puts pressure on the thumb and if you do that enough times as a kid that thumb is going to crack yeah so you know that and the crotch <laughs> right <laughs> so that and that's day. a whole nother show that's the gi joe uh, crotch galaxy crack. of gi joes which is the podcast coming soon yeah <laughs> so whenever we uh, address jake today we'll just call him crotch crack <laughs> don't forget that is I actually won't. a huge concern in the with the G.I. Joe vintage collectors. The crotch yeah. is crack. <laughs> yeah. No crotch Easily. crack in Star Wars uh, vintage toys, nope. thank God. So, okay. Yeah, let's okay, get started. Okay, back on track. Uh, can, can, can I make a quick announcement? In you can make a quick announcement. Excellent. Um, this has not been announced before, so I'm, I'm proud to say that we can announce this now. Uh, but Jake and I are doing a panel at Emerald City Comic Con this year. It'll nice. be I'll be uh, on April 8th from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. in room T304. This is going to be a mostly the same presentation I gave at uh, Celebration last year about the different scales of uh, Star Wars action figures. And only thing for this is we're going to have um, actual pieces with us. We're not going to just rely on the um, slideshow, but we'll have actual Star Wars figures of different scales to literally show people the different sizes right there in the panel. So you and Crotch, you and Crotch, Crotch, yeah. Nice. Um, uh, Chris B not joining you today, 
or that uh, uh, this I, year? I, I asked you guys who would be Today. interested in Jake said he was interested. I don't think Chris was as interested oh. in it. So it yeah, it Jake deals with a lot of uh, the sublines. And, you know, uh, Chris, in his, uh, he has a pretty dedicated focus to the three and three quarter. He's, he's not um, big. I think like a lot of us dabble in uh, the other sublines, like, you know, Epic Force and, you know, um, Oh geez, why am I blanking all titaniums and micro collections and the little yeah. minifigure came with transformers, uh, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, so th- those were th- that's a that's a little realm that Chris doesn't necessarily always uh, ever got into. So ah, gotcha. That's true. That's true. Are you guys giving away anything? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, we could. We can come up with something. <laughs> I'll give away a Bendham's figure. I've got some old uh, celebration. Hold them to it, Jason. I've got some old celebration postcards you can hand out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> You could you could uh, sign them. You could, yeah. yeah. Ryan, Ryan and Crotch Crack. <laughs> now, would, uh, Jason, are you uh, you're not taking in Emerald, Emerald City? This I'm not year, this year. This is the first year I think in about eight or nine years since I'm that I've not gone. Um, but I have a new baby and sure he's not ready. No, you, no, you no. know the crazy thing is, is I was just looking up the the panels for Emerald City. And, like, I found ours, and I found Gus's, and then there's some other, like, the science of Star Wars panel, so. Really? Yeah, I didn't recognize the people putting it on. I didn't look too closely, though. But, uh, apparently there's more Star Wars to be had there. Uh, yeah, no, they just announced Ashley Eckstein was going to be appearing, I think, via her, uh, her company, her universe. So, they're starting to Star Wars to show up a little bit more, because as of last month, there was not a lot at all. You know, um, yeah. so yeah, but we'll be there. I uh, I typically cover it. I typically go this year. I think like Ryan, it's during our uh, as teachers. It's during our spring break, so yeah. I plan on being there quite a bit. Well, all right, I'm sitting this one out. I I, I just don't have it in me. <laughs> Last year was pretty boring, so I'm going. Eh, I'll pass. Well, uh, you uh, hand, handful of us. I think all but except Jason. We went down to Rose City. Remember in September, and we right. walked in. We saw Carrie Fisher. We walked the floor, and we went. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm still kind of hot. Small convention. <clears throat> I'm still kind of hot off that, and eh, I don't. It's it's kind of the same for me every year. So yeah. if there was more Star Wars, I'd be maybe more interested. But meh. No, yeah. It, it, it's a it's surprisingly a little light on Star Wars for being this close to. Or this much in the middle of massive Star Wars content, but yeah, yeah you think panel. it's a Star Wars: The Science Awakens. Could lightsabers ever be a reality? Which Star Wars droid would NASA take into space? Blah blah. Uh, speakers are Kieran Dixon, Travis Langley, Emily Manor Chapman. You guys know any of these names? Never heard of these people. Mm-hmm. No. Interesting. Interesting indeed. <clears throat> oh, and the Ewok builders are going to be in the house, right, Ryan? Yep. Yeah, we're trying to set up. Uh, some sort of uh, type of thing people can get their picture taken with. We've got a couple ideas. Uh, I don't want to reveal any of that yet because we don't know what we're going to have done by then. But uh, well, last year was was great. Yeah, well, we're looking. We're working on like a prop idea that people can interact with with the Ewoks for pictures. Very cool. <laughs> last year, I thought. Yeah, I thought that was a huge success. The the ability for uh, people at the con to take photos with the Ewoks. Yeah, it went over really well. People loved it. Um, we're actually in the midst of close to finishing a whole new batch of Ewoks. I think we have ten new Ewoks that we're wow. almost done with. And That's huge. The, those of us who built the previous ones are looking to retire old ones because 
they were starting to to get some wear and tear from too many kids hugging and people batting them on the head and things like that. So <laughs> just keep crotch crack away from them. <laughs> that was a problem with the Ewoks. They got crotch crack. So have <laughs> you yeah. retired? Uh, all right. All right. Uh, I think uh, what we need to retire. We we. <laughs> We need to retire that name as well. Man, I'm having hard time talking. I don't think you can say it every time there, Tom. So. <laughs> no, it's, it's already a tongue twister. It's just two words. So Now, Jason, when's uh, when's this show going to drop, you think? Uh, May 7 or 8. <laughs> 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 Probably be a good idea to lose this one, too. All right. So then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll make the announcement. So <laughs> the show might already be out. Or it might be coming out, depending on when this one comes. But yeah. um, Chris B. and I uh, got together and we decided uh, we wanted to talk about Star Wars action figures like to the next level. We want to go deep in details about them. And so we've come up with a, a spinoff show for um, uh, Galaxy of Toys Network here. And we're calling it Toy Run, the action figure cast, the Star Wars action figure cast. So, so you can check that out. Uh, our episode, like I said, either already debuted or is going to debut very shortly so yeah. check that out if you want some uh you know some deep star wars action figure content figure facts discussions interviews things like that sounds good nice. it's time to start feeding the feeding the feed again on the galaxy of toys <laughs> feed it's been kind of empty the last few months um and if you like what you're listening to, head to iTunes and rate us. Give us a five-star review. Give us a one-star review. Or if you just don't have the time, don't bother. I'm not really <laughs> sure that it helps. So I know a lot of podcasts, they like plead with people to go give them a rating on iTunes. They say it helps. You know, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I have no idea. So I don't go on iTunes, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> and if you do use Crotch Crack instead of Jake, we'll know who you're talking about. So... <laughs> If you can include him in your review, that would be great. That would be great. But if you don't have the time, we understand. <laughs> we don't care. Whatever. No, actually, we don't really care that much if you review us. But, eh? If you... I don't know. <laughs> what are we talking about? Let's talk about vintage toys. All right. We are going back to the year of 1982, the final wave of... Uh, Empire Strikes Back figures from Kenner, three and three quarter inch, of course. Um, these were the figures that came with the 48 back. This was the end of the line before before Jedi started. And we actually recorded this show a long time ago with our friend Mike McDonald. That show got erased or something. I can't I don't know what happened to it, actually. Um, so we are backing up back. <clears throat> sorry. Back to uh, this wave again um unfortunately mike can't join us tonight he's not feeling well but we will definitely get him on an upcoming show sooner than later the show was erased and uh strangely enough mike was erased as well mm. <laughs> okay yeah. anyway so let's get back into our vintage mind this is 1982 let's get serious the first figure on the list is r2d2 with sensor scope this is I want to say this is the first time a figure was upgraded, but actually that wouldn't be true because the Jawa was kind of upgraded and Snaggletooth was upgraded. So. Han's head was upgraded. Yeah, it was improved. I can't say that it was improved, but it was it was it was definitely improved. It was made oh, larger. No. no, 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 that was a misstep. No, you guys like Pinhead Han. 
Oh yeah. I do I like never, Pinhead Hot better. Never had him growing up. So crazy. yeah. That's what? crazy. That's nuts. I well, they had Big Head growing up. Big Head's much better than Pinhead. That's a different year. That's 1978. Right, right. Yeah. Right. We're yeah. in 1972. We're in 1972. No, excuse what? me. Where the hell are we? 82. 1982. Jeez, I want to get Tom. Tom's new match. R2-D2 re-released. <laughs> this time he has a sensor scope, a little uh, blue sensor scope that pops out of the dome. Still got the click, got... though. Yeah, mine too. Um, this was a neat feature. I think it kind of mimicked, uh, was this to mimic what he was doing when he went in Dagobah under the swamp and kind of looked around? Or was this when he was on Hoth and, uh, searching for Luke? That's what I was doing. No, um, I think, no, it's the, uh, Hoth one. Is it the Hoth one? Yeah. Now, are you guys making, where where was that clicking from just a minute ago? Our figure, right here. Oh, God. Okay, good. I thought it was my pacemaker going haywire again. (laughs) Thank God. The, the I think this is the, uh, the yeah. Hoth, wasn't it? Right. Hard yes. are Hoth, but isn't yes. the little piece, doesn't the piece look more reminiscent of what happened when he got, when he fell yes. in the swamp? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He had like a sensor dish in yeah. Hoth. Exactly. Here he yeah. had like a telescope, like a sensor right. scope yeah. in Dagobah. Right. Maybe a Dagobah card would have been too difficult to get a good image. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, close were, enough. You know. Picking up out of the water. Vintage is close enough. I did not. I never got this R2. I think uh, I got the first R2-D2 from from 78. And uh, I don't think my parents would have bought me another one just for the little blue piece of plastic. Tom, did you have this one? Yeah, I did. I I liked it. But, you know, I've got to say that the sensor scope was was a little bothersome for me. I don't know why. Because the uh, the dome on the first version was you know nice and shiny and and then you've got this kind of off bluish color that didn't really match and the little doohickey little thing that uh, little tab that you could you'd press up and the sensor scope would come up. I liked it, but eh, the uh, the first version of R two was always my favorite. Yeah, I agree. I think the first version is superior to this one. Yeah, Jake's good though. I um I don't recall liking one better than the other, but I can tell you what collectors prefer now. Every time you see an R2, sensor scope is what you see. There's just the sensor scopes are all over the place. You rarely see a 78 or and of course you never see a pop-up lightsaber. So I definitely right. think it was either produced more or um yeah, it's the lesser preferred of the R2s. Well, yeah. if I had a version of the, uh, if I had a, if I had to pick between the two and they were right in front of me, I would go with the first version every time. Yeah, I don't know why the sensor scope one is so much, is so more common. You know, I guess it was maybe produced more. I'm not sure, but I think the, uh, the first version was out a longer amount of time. It was out 78, 79, 80, 81. Yeah, it was on Empire cards. Yeah, the first, and this one was out scope. 82, 83, and 84. So. Who knows? But maybe they were churning them out more at that time. I don't know. Possible. Good question. Yeah. I don't Ryan, know. Ryan, which one do you prefer? You know, I remember the sensor scope more than any from my childhood. I, I know I had the original R2, and I'm pretty sure when I got the sensor scope R2 and the break apart 3PO at the same time, I, I think I tossed the <laughs> original R2 and 3PO I had. 
<laughs> I, I, I mean, that's all I that's can. That's why they're fig- all gone. I, that's all I can figure out because I have. I know I had the original ones, but I don't know what happened to them. And um, I remember getting this R2. I was like the R2 and 3PO. Uh, I was like visiting friends in South Carolina, and my parents gifted these to me. But I basically grew up. This was my only R2 from that point on, and, and that's all I had for playing with. I still have it today. Its sticker is very worn off, and I, st- I tried to draw in some of the uh, the pieces from the sticker that were missing. But uh, I, I definitely – I've updated this, and I have the original as well now. But, uh, yeah, it's – I would say this one. This is what I had most of the time as a kid playing with. So let me get this straight. You got the new R2 with the sensor scope. You took your existing R2s with no sensor scope and you threw them away? I don't know. That's the only thing I can figure because I know... Ryan, you're a lunatic. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. That's why we can't find any of the uh, solid dome ones because everyone must have thrown out the old ones. (laughs) I did not. I I love the original. You had both, Tom? Yeah. So your uh-huh. parents, your parents, you like. See, I think my, my parents, would, my parents did not. They didn't know. They, they didn't know what what I had. They didn't yeah. care. I had so many stormtroopers, and yeah, they didn't care. Whatever. If if I could talk them into one, they just just get it in the cart and and stop complaining, kid. That's all they care. Whatever about. it took to shut Tommy up. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's why little Tommy didn't go anywhere shopping because that's why. Every time, every time I got a figure, or at least mostly. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on, we have also an updated C-3PO. This time, C-3PO has removable limbs, and he comes with a, a vinyl net. So, yeah, that's a vinyl yeah, net. Yeah, that's, Backpack, that's good. Net, yeah. yeah, it's kind of made out of the same material that the vinyl capes were made yeah. out of. Although right. I think it's a little thicker. Maybe I, I think so. It, it yeah. seems a little more durable. Yep. Um, I think this is a great accessory. Yes. It's better than the accessory that came with the original 3 feel. Yeah. <laughs> Which was nothing. Nothing. Exactly. Should have right. been a towel, right? But it's a... <laughs> Could have been a towel. Hey, all that's right. Jake, what do you think of the updated C-3PO with removable limbs? Uh, you know what? I prefer it. Sorry, Tom. Over uh, 78 3PO. Mostly because uh, these 3PO's don't lose their ability to stand. They are... Oh, that's the... not true. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I have four or five um, break-apart 3PO's, and they are all as stiff as can be. And uh, they're the ones I put on display because... Most of the 3PO's, the joints are so loose, at least in my case, uh, they can barely stand up. So I am very happy with uh, this version of the droid. Had more playability than the first version. I mean, you could take it apart. You could shove it on Chewbacca's back. I mean, that's awesome. You could shove it wherever you want to there, (laughs) crack crotch. I hate to disagree, Jake, but uh, my childhood 3PO... His left leg wouldn't even stay on. Like you'd put it on, and it would just fall off, and he'd fall over. Did you throw uh, your first one away? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it went wherever the original. And you got was. what you deserved. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also Ryan, Ryan never have kids and never have two kids. You will just throw simply throw the first one away. No, no, that was when I was a kid, Tom. You've been to my place. Do I throw anything away anymore? No, no. <laughs> They're the closest thing I know to a hoarder. 
<laughs> but my my original three PO, um, it also over time lost part of the the foot, like around where the foot peg would go into as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that didn't help either. But uh, right. The, the well, there's, net, there's your problem. Yeah, the vinyl net thing though, that's lasted really well. I still have that. Looks great. Um, Tom, you remember that? Uh, do you remember the crack that was heard around Death Valley? Yes. The crotch crack. A, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a crotch, crotch crack. crack. Yeah. This was a uh, this was a foot crack. The same thing happened, Ryan. We were um, Tom and I were uh, hitting up when uh, buddy Gus Lopez. Uh, we were out in Death Valley hitting up all the Tatooine filming locations, and uh, we were at Jabba's Palace, the entrance there, the yep. the, uh, the road to the Jabba's road Palace. To Jabba's Palace, yep. And, of course, I brought a bunch of my um, childhood figs, and I made sure they were the ones that were from my childhood. And uh, I brought my 3PO, and I brought some vintage stands, and I was going to take a picture of R2 and 3PO approaching Jabba's. And uh, just like normal, I mean, it was a vintage stand. I mean, it was made for vintage figures. It been, plenty of figures had been on it. It wasn't like it was some different stand. But I put that, uh, I put 3PO on there, and we all just heard a crack. And it was just like a... It was silly because it was just like a, it's a silly action figure foot, but man, there was like a moment of silence. It was just like, was that that wasn't what I thought it was? And sure enough, yeah, the heel broke off of my three PO. I'm looking at it right now. Ah, crazy. It's fine though. It's a good memory though. It's worth it. It's not the only injury that uh, happened on uh, the road to Jabba's <laughs> Palace. The uh, last time I was there with uh, a bunch of the German guys, I uh, was uh, we were on the road and. Uh, we thought we had found. We're pretty sure we had found. Greg Hansen has the uh, the the two by four, uh, two by four that was used in filming for uh, the uh, the the track of the uh, camera to keep the camera kind of panning, and uh, they used two by fours to kind of keep that uh, um, level. And uh, we're pretty sure we found one of those two by fours, and. Um, we're all happy we're looking at it. I look down the road, and I think I see another 2 by 4 so I start running. And when you start running on Jabba's Palace, there's a lot of loose rocks and a lot of sand. And Well, the loose rocks really got to me, because when I started running, I uh, slipped on a rock and pretty much bounced five, six feet um, onto the, uh, the ground there and uh, pretty much cut my hands up and... I bled like a stuck pig there on on the road to Jabba's palace. I'm assuming there's no video of this. No, no. I uh uh yeah. Very embarrassing, very painful, but I definitely le- learned my lesson. Did the Germans so, try picking you up and you said just leave me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, fortunately we had some folks that had some water and uh, some band-aids and stuff, but yeah, that kind of ruined the rest of my vacation uh, there on uh, on Tatooine. So, but uh, you know, just a, just a little safety tip: not uh, not only can a figure bite it, but a person. So, when you're on the road to Jabba's Palace, make sure you're walking and uh, making sure where you're walking. And do not run. Ever, do not run. Walk. Do not run. And if you ever get in a snowball fight with Tom Burgess in Death Valley, don't worry; he can't throw worth a darn. I, I throw like a girl. I need to practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is this this 3PO the removable limbs 3PO I think this one also is much easier to find 
Yes. At least loose than uh, the uh, non-removable limb. Well, here's the thing. You can find the removable 3PO, but you can never, ever, ever find his pack. That oh, vinyl bag is never with him. I go through a lot of antique shops it, and stores and whatnot. They always have this figure. They never have that accessory. Now, here's a question. Is it easy to spot the difference uh, from the, of the uh, the difference between the removable limb 3PO and the non-removable limb yes, 3PO just yeah. by looking at it? Yeah, three uh, removable ling, limb is always a little bull-legged. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's the arms, right not, too arms not so much, but the legs are a little bull-legged. I remember in the 90s, there were always uh, retailers that had baggied uh, 3PO with a removable limb available for like yeah. 10 bucks each. Yeah. That and Klaatu Skiffguard. Yeah, it must have been <laughs> overstocked from Kenner. I good don't know, figure, yeah. though. Good figure. Yeah, it is a good figure. Well, which one? Okay, so Tom, which one do you prefer, though? Oh, the first one. The, the first, first one. Version. Yeah. All right. all low is all low is like the first versions of these, but yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is still a great version. Stands up really well, and even uh, when I had this one, um, of course, I sold all my figures. 15 years ago or so, or 20 years ago, I don't know. But uh, it was uh, it was really nice and uh, nice and tight. The uh, the joints, you know, when you popped them in, they were they were great. I never had a problem with them. So good version. All right. Next on the list is four L O M, or is it Zuckus? Who knows? No, we're not talking about Zuckus yet. Okay. This is the we are. We Kenner are, but we're not. For LOM, right? For LOM. For the oh, young kids the at home, it's the alien. Yeah. Yeah. He has the, uh, is it pleather? Oh, yeah. The uh, pleather coat. Oh, yeah. With the, yeah. Uh, with the plastic web gear or whatever is around it. Like the, uh, apron. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the, uh, the, the, the rifle that looks like a hacksaw. Yeah. Yeah. I never had this figure as a kid. Wow. Never just never did. It's huh. pretty cool though and and this is quite uh, impressive this this pleather. Yeah, this was a pretty rich uh this was a pretty expensive uh I would say this is probably one of the most expensive figures they made fi- mm-hmm. as far as materials go. And there's also I think before this figure appeared in at retail, this was one of the figures that had a a mail away offer. Indeed, yes. That's how I got mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I actually remember getting this figure. I was in the the hospital. Um, I had croup, and I had to stay in the hospital for I think two or three days. And this figure arrived while I was in the hospital, so it was kind of like a little gift while I was there. So I always remember getting that, and uh, I think it was pretty cool. Nice, nice. And uh, they re- renamed him Zuckus years later, but it was in the nineties, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? when they started making all the. Guides and games, and guides stuff. and trading cards and all that stuff. Now here's the thing. This is what I want to know, and I should know this since I have the namesake on my website. But um, what? Who's to say they got it backwards? I mean, who? Who? I mean, because on on set these were not called Forlom and Suckus. I've never read any making of yeah, information. Know. So who decided somewhere along the lines? That A, these were their names, and B, who decided then that they were backwards? I think, That's what I want I think know. West End Games decided because when they looked at them, they they thought that the, the name 4LOM sounds more like a droid, 
And the Zuckus figure looks more like a droid than the, sure. the old 4LM figure. I think they probably went to Lucasfilm and asked if they could change them. Or did they even ask back then? I mean, they probably did. Who knows? Who knows? They didn't. <laughs> yeah. Listening to um, Steve Sansweet on one of the most recent episodes of the Kivecast mm-hmm. it was just funny about how much records in that dark time just didn't wasn't preserved, you know, for a lot of tiny things like this, just because people didn't really, you know, yeah. think Star Wars was really, you know, unless no. you're talking about the props, which were meticulously kept, you know, little minutia like that was just junked. Mm-hmm. My only problem with uh, 4LOM here is that I can never get him to hold his rifle very well, or his gun, or whatever it is. So I just kind of... That is one hell of a weapon, though, too. Yeah. Have they made him for the Jumbo the Jumbo Gentle Giant? I think they yes. did. Yeah. Yes, they and they gave him that big... Wow, they won. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of, lot of plastic. That is a lot of plastic. <laughs> All right. Of course, uh, you know, Zuckus's gun is going to be massive as well. So, <laughs> the <Yeah>. crutch. <laughs> anything else yeah, on the crutch? Anybody else have any more comments about 4LM before we move on? No? Okay. I love that guy. All right. Next, we move on to one of my all time favorite figures from the vintage line, and that is Zuckus. I remember getting this figure in 82 at a Sears department store back when Sears was loaded with Star Wars toys. Those were days, yeah. Oh, in the, in the 70s and 80s, Sears had tons of Star Wars figures, vehicles, play sets. They had everything. They had a large toy section, period. Yeah, it was amazing. Well, they had exclusives and things that mm-hmm. they just, you know. I During was, this era, I remember end caps at Sears, end caps of uh, Wampas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Good times, man. This was uh this this is when Star Wars figures were going strong. Oh yeah. These were the days when my mom would drag me to the sewing store and, and she'd promise me if I behaved and put up with boredom for a couple hours, she'd take <laughs> me to Sears and I could get a Star Wars figure. That would shut me up. I used yeah. I used Zuckus as my main bad guy for Two years probably. Wow. He was always my he was my he was my favorite. He was always for me uh, Vader's right hand man because because I never had a Boba Fett figure until uh, late eighty four. So you know, love Zuckus. He was always the evil three PO for me. You know mm-hmm. because he had that same body. But it wasn't until I was adult that I realized how you know they they changed that sculpt quite a bit. You know, I mean you you think of today. You know, they would just repaint a 3PO body and throw a different head on it. But here, you know, I mean, granted, they're not identical, but I mean, they're pretty darn close, especially from Kenner's old school standards. Right. But it's crazy now to think about the body of uh, Zuckus and how much it differs from even the 3PO we just talked about. Yeah, I think the midsection on Zuckus actually is superior to the midsection on 3PO because it shows the little wires and. Well, and at this time, and we, we, we look ahead at Kenner, like when they get to Robin Hood and they reuse everything. But in the vintage line of Star Wars, they rarely, if ever, reused uh, old molds or anything. I mean, the 3PO and R2, yes, had some reuse to them, but they also had new features. But like, I know we're going to get to the Bestman Guard later. Those don't reuse anything. And it's pretty impressive that there's not 
much reuse within the Star Wars line. Well, did you guys see that story? And I think this was also came up on the Star Wars archive that they used a lot of the um, a lot of the reference sculpts and they actually re-sculpted them into different figures. Uh. For example, they um, they mentioned that the uh, tall snaggletooth was actually the actual mold was re-sculpted into Bosk. That's why they have those similar faces, those pig snouty type faces. Mm. So yeah, that was a story that came up uh, not too long ago. There's a handful of figures out there where they actually took the the source material and actually altered it to make another figure. Which I think uh, it was the Han from um, Star Wars that they resculpted into the Hoth Han, which is why they both have that curved that right hand. Yeah. So the uh, rifle that comes with Zuckus is pretty badass too. But it unusable. Is. Unusable, man. No. Mine, mine holds it great, and he can just blow anyone away. Like, <laughs> any rebels. He could shoot He can shoot an X-Wing out of the sky with that with that thing. Yeah, Tom, that are you, my favorite. Tom, are you a fan of Zuckus? Of course. Great figure. Great figure. Um, yeah, I, I always thought that this was like uh, uh, C-3PO's <laughs> angrier, older brother. And uh, that uh, that <laughs> that uh, gun was re freaking ridiculous. That's probably the biggest gun in the whole collection. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's just obscene. Yeah. Until Power of the Force two, that thing was king of the BFGs. Yeah, for sure. Good figure. I I don't quite understand the uh, the the head. You know, the the head uh, was kind of an uh, insectoid kind of fly-looking thing. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming maybe the ridiculous backstory was, uh, or the backstory was, uh, this droid was built for some kind of insectoid race or something. I'm assuming some dumb backstory was created in the <laughs> 90s. Right. But, uh, yeah, good good figure. Yeah. Next, we have the uh, Imperial TIE Fighter pilot, which is odd because there was no – I don't think you see any Imperial TIE Fighter pilots in Empire Strikes Back. Unless you count the one flying out of it in the asteroid field. Right, yeah. Other than that, you uh, you do not see a close-up of a, uh, a TIE Fighter pilot in this cockpit. Yeah, so they're making up for uh, – for missing this one, I guess, for the Star Wars run. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's too bad too. Interestingly enough, that this one is just not not uh, accurate to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they used for uh, for the um, reference material for this, but uh, they could have not gotten it more wrong. <laughs> we know it's. It's not until I was an adult that I actually saw the mouth on this figure. I always saw like that where the mouth is going out to like a snout type of thing. So it always looked different. I didn't even didn't even like hit me that this was so different from what I see on the screen as far as Tie Fighter pilot. But for some reason, it looked more like a snout coming out of on, on it. And, yeah, it's uh, definitely elongated. It wasn't until like maybe ten years ago I noticed that there's an, actually a mouth in there. Uh, for for the the tie pilot that, that's supposed to be there, I was like, oh, it made me look at the figure very differently from what I'd ever had. Yeah, well, he's pretty I short think, too. 
I, I do have to say that the modern, you know, the modern versions of the Tie Fighter are amazing because you know they've got the the reference and all that good stuff. But man, I don't know where this came. I don't know where this came from, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I think it captures the essence of what a Tie Pilot is. I mean, it, you can clearly identify, you know, that it's a. Tie oh sure, pilot. yeah, but I, I think I think once it went to printing and they actually made the card backs for this, they went. Um, guys, let's just put a Tie Fighter, a uh, couple Tie Fighters in the uh, picture <laughs> of the uh, the because w- once kids see that we screwed this one up so bad, they're not going to buy this. So just put a couple <laughs> Tie Fighters in there. Hopefully everybody a, forgot. Hopefully everybody forgot what the Tie Fighter. That's a good was. point. Maybe that's the reason why there's no photo of the Tie Could Fighter be. pilot on the card because they didn't want kids to realize that there it definitely look like w- them. There definitely was enough uh, reference. Actually, I'm thinking uh, it's funny because uh, the. Uh, uh, what are those things? The uh, the the movie viewer, uh, the cassette that came with it had a lot of great um, mm. uh, um, Tie Fighter shots in the movie viewer. So, well, I mean, there was definitely enough uh, photo reference out there if they wanted to, you know, if Kenner wanted to take the time and make a oh, you know, somewhat uh, accurate good good version, yeah, accurate version of the uh, Tie Fighter pilot. You know, it always bugged me that it was just a four-point of articulation figure. I don't know why. And same thing with the Snowtrooper. I was just never happy that well, <laughs> they didn't how, have multiple you, heads. I mean, you put him in the TIE Fighter, it's it's fine. I mean, he That's sits true. in there anyway. So. That's, That's true, the way all most you, of the Imperials were. I mean, the Snowtrooper, the Adat Driver, the Stormtrooper, they were all that way too. Yeah, and they weren't my favorite growing up. They weren't my favorite. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I missed that point of articulation as a kid i mean this guy what, here what point of articulation neck. are you talking about though they were all five neck. points of articulation no. yeah the neck oh uh, yeah i guess this is well the stormtrooper had a four point as well That's yeah so they add that driver as well and the snow that always kind of that always kind of bothered me but you know how many times did you see a tie fighter looking behind his back behind his shoulder you mean like <laughs> over his shoulder is, uh, all right okay yeah there's that one <laughs> shot <laughs> but you know uh, we're not going for accuracy here. That's that's quite evident. What about yeah. the blaster that came with this guy? It's, uh, yeah, this was the first of those weird, wonky little there, blasters. Are there any Lucasfilm references to a blaster that looks like this? Or is this something Kenner made up? Nah, Kenner just pulled this one out of their ass completely. Kind of looks like a... that came with Cloud Car Pilot, too, isn't it? Yeah, and I think... Yeah. Uh, and uh, also, didn't one of the Jedi figures come with this blaster recolored? Nine Nub? Yeah, I think so. Right yeah. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have this figure. I had the tie I loved the TIE Fighter, my one of my favorite vehicles, but I never wanted the pilot. I don't know why. I let the stormtrooper fly the TIE Fighters. See, maybe that's why I didn't like this figure as much. I didn't have vintage TIE Fighters. Mm. I had to get those as I was older. And uh so yeah, this guy didn't have a lot of purpose. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no neck over there. Go, go fight some rebels. It is cool though that I that he's mostly black. I do like that. He looks he looks kind of cool. Like, but well, I mean, he's, he's better than the stormtrooper that you'd put in the Tie Fighter too, right? Mm-hmm. So his little yeah. backpack. Do you think that was supposed to be like a parachute or what? Uh, lunch. <laughs> yeah, he is. If you think about this figure, he is a little husky compared to what Tie pilots look like on screen. I mean, their helmets, oh, so he had a lot helmets of are huge. They're like, you know, uh, like you know, so I married an axe murderer. They have the hid move 
You know, their heads are bulbous. Do you think <laughs> the sculpt was originally a little leaner and taller and it somehow... No, I think this is pretty much what no. you got. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad figure. I No, it's not a bad figure at all. No. I loved this figure when I was a kid. Didn't have a TIE fighter, but I had the <laughs> TIE fighter pilot. I never had a TIE fighter until I was an adult either. He drove around in the troop transport. Mm-hmm. I think I put mine in the Interceptor 4. Yeah. There you go. A lot of mini-rig play with this one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next up... We have Bespin Security Guard version two. This is the uh, the black version. I would say African American, but since they're on Bespin, and a galaxy not really far, far away, it's really not African. not African or American. <laughs> and so he's just uh, he's black. Interesting enough, they did not reuse the body from the first version of the Bespin Guard. No, which, and a whole new kind of dynamic true. pose on him. Yeah, which is pretty impressive that they decided to give it a whole new uh, mold. Like, they could have easily just taken the old one and slapped a different head on him. Oh, yeah. This wasn't just a whole new mold. This was a mold with attitude. Yeah. Well, this is from the... There's that sculptor who did, like, the more dynamic poses on a bunch of these Empire figures. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Hoth, Luke, and that sort of thing. It's the same sculptor there. Guys, this is not a dynamic pose. This is a slight step forward. It's it, well okay. I say dynamic pose in that his legs and arms aren't straight. Well, uh, there's a slight bend and there's a bit of a step forward. Uh, so if you're calling that dynamic, I mean, so so be it. I will from, call it dynamic in vintage terms. Dang it. Yes, from yeah. vintage point of view, this guy is like all sorts of crazy. I mean, <laughs> compared to any reaction figure, and it's really dynamic. Well, we haven't gotten to the cloud card pilot. I mean, that is crazy. <laughs> he is very dynamic. Okay, the thing about the Bespin guard, the the gold trim on his jacket mm-hmm. rubs mm-hmm. off so easy. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. When you're look if you're if you're in the market for a loose version, you really got to pay attention to the uh, trim because mo- most of them that I've seen that are loose, that's completely gone. Yes. Or yeah, pretty much gone. Yep. Yeah. It's too uh, bad. This was a this was a great this was a fun. I always liked this outfit. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, after this is seeing one. one of these costumes up close and in person, it's like wow these these are really neat outfits. Yeah. Uh, you don't see a whole lot in the film, but uh, and of course with our figures, yeah, the gold's been wiped away over the years. But it's it's a really cool costume uh, that was made for just a background character in the movies. It's impressive. Mm-hmm. You got it. Yeah, I think I was. It's, I think it's good that they made a, another version of this figure. Plus, and it has little... never made a Rebel Fleet Trooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is weird. It is weird though that they they opted for a second version of this guy when there's still you know other characters out there that were never made or right. you know versions of heroes that you know weren't made. So. I think they were just tr- maybe trying to add some ethnic diversity to the line because most awesome. of the humans in the lines are just white guys. Maybe, and, yeah. And with and with Empire, there wasn't a whole lot necessarily to make new figures of. I mean, we can point to things like Dagobah Luke and that, but and there weren't a whole lot of new characters or new outfits introduced in this film. Um, and they were very limited, I think. So to make two you know, Hoth Rebels and two Bespin Guards, it was kind of part of making sure you had more figures out there. 
Yeah, I'll go with that. Sure. Yeah. Good figure. I never had this one on as a kid for some reason. I had the first version, but I never got the second version. Yeah, I, I never, don't know why. I don't. I don't remember finding this version. Actually, I don't remember seeing this one when I was a kid. I didn't have this wave, one when this wave was out. Yeah, I, didn't have no, I had both Bespin guards. Yeah, I actually ended up with the entire figure-wise, uh, the entire Empire wave as a kid. That was a that was a good time for me. I was complete on all of those. So definitely had this guy. But um, but yeah, uh, whether he's preferred over the first version. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who uh, takes the cake. They were both kind of equals in my mind. What do you guys I think? I think I go with this one over the first version. You go this one? I like the pose. This yeah. one's think... quite a bit smaller than the uh, mustached version. Yeah, I prefer this one. I think uh, they're both good, but uh, I think this one is definitely uh, definitely good. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely good. Wait, wait, wait to be political there. Yeah, uh, I'm Switzerland on this one. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, we have Cloud Car Pilot. Oh yeah. yeah. Now this guy defies a couple of rules because <laughs> hey, he can hold accessories in his right and left hand. How about that? If he came with a cup, he could drink it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think did now. What's the story on this guy? Did Kenner make this guy up? Uh, no, no, he was they um, th- uh, in the uh, in the prop in the cloud car prop. Yeah. There yeah. is uh, the figure or the pilot looks. Uh, you know, you only see his head, of course. Yeah, it's just and, the uh, like, torso right. and up. Yeah, right. Okay. Not even torso. You, you know, this. from the neck up, really. There's no, there's no costume. No. no, there's nobody. Nobody ever created a costume for the cloud car pilot, though, right? I don't think so. I don't know. You know, that's really interesting. Could we have seen a cloud car pilot on Bestman? I don't know. On where. Cloud City somewhere? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't we think don't. so. We do not. Huh. No. I don't think so. And even like you know uh, Hasbro and their cloud car pilots, they've had a couple of different outfits on the, on those. So yeah, it, I think the outfits all made up. The only thing that's the same is that helmet. Right. Yeah. Because this wasn't an actor. Why do you? No. Right. No. So this, this this guy comes with that funny looking blaster that the type uh, fighter pilot had. Same yeah, blaster, yeah. same color. Um, and then he also comes with this little com link, which right. which fits nicely in his left hand. And his left hand's kind of curved around, so you can lift it up and he can kind of maybe speak into it. Oh, he comes with a com link. I don't know because every tie fighter ever ever made lost his. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a hard yours as a kid? Do you have your com links from a kid? I never oh, had this was, as a kid. I have one now. <clears throat> that was the first thing to go. Yeah, no, I don't have mine as a kid. I think that and Leia blasters were always the things. Yeah, I don't lost. have Leia blasters either. I the lost most I accessories before I even got home. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the cushion of an old 67 Ford somewhere. <laughs> if I didn't lose them before I got home, then they fell into the uh, heating vent soon after. Wow. <laughs> I had a terrible time keeping my accessories as a kid my mom did me a great favor she gave me uh she she kept them all in a tin for a while when i was older she gave them all back to me but then that's when they started getting lost (laughs) mike mcdonald writes uh we i in i grew up star wars the i grew up star wars facebook page we had the worst what do you think is the worst figure 
Mike McDonald writes last night, he writes, Cloud Car Pilot, he looks like he's wearing a retro McDonald's uniform with a bike helmet. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, so I can't Mike, help you're but still, like You're still guy. here. Thanks, buddy. I can't help but like this guy, though. I no, like him. Just because yeah, he's so strange too. looking. The fact that he is able to look like he's talking into a microphone is was when I was a kid, that fascinated me. Should he really be flying anything while he's talking into that, though? <laughs> like, shouldn't he have a hands-free device? Right, you'd, you'd think. I don't know. Now, if you, you know, step back and look at this thing, this is the quintessential crappy early 80s sci-fi costume. This guys, after a, after a uh, Google search, I don't want to I don't want to cut you off there, crack crotch. But uh, after a quick Google Google search, I do see that uh, there was a, <clears throat> a Ralph McQuarrie concept uh, sketch of the cloud car pilot, and it's pretty close to the figure. Hmm. They just didn't really need to make a costume because. Yeah, let me let really me shown. send you let me send you this on Skype. Hold on, take a look. Oh, let's see. There we go. Check that out. Sorry, we can't. Uh, we'll have these in the show notes. Oh, that's right. We don't have show notes. This will be in the enhanced version. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We're not. We don't have an enhanced version. Yeah. No. I'm looking at my two Thai pilots right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. See that? Nice. So that oh. could be. Yeah. Anyway. Need... Yep. No, that's the uh, design of this figure, of course. But looking at my two tie pilots, because of course everyone needs two tie pilots, right? Because you got two cloud twin car pods, cloud right? Cloud, cloud, cloud car pilots, right? What was I saying? Tie pilots. Tie pilots. Tie pilots. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, there's a massive, significant difference between uh, the belts uh, in this one. It wasn't a variation, and I'm I haven't been all that familiar with. Are you guys familiar with this? The belts I... out there, one's massively larger than the other. One's like kind of like a girl's belt, and one's more of like a, a man's belt. Very thickness is big-time difference, no? I also uh... have that, that circle. That circle is way bigger on the thicker belt as well. I'll send you guys a picture, but it's pretty night and day. No, like, I'm looking at a picture you're talking about. I like uh, the holster on this guy. I mean, yeah, the holster uh, really looks like this, this weird blastery comes with could fit into it yeah i think they really thought that out it's pretty cool yeah i think he's a i think he's a pretty cool figure yep definitely not the worst vintage figure no that spot belongs to reese uh no that's imperial dignitary (laughs) for sure man that was a turd (laughs) jeez head on to i grew up star wars uh, Facebook page and weigh in on the discussion about the worst vintage figure of all time. Right. Yeah, you can find it, and uh, we'd like to hear what you think. Or not. I don't know. Do what you want. Listen, I can't tell you what you're going to do. All right. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> Let's keep going. Next, we have the Adat Commander. Um... Known in Canada as General Veers. Yeah. Right. Now, this guy, I have two of these, and one of them, his face is painted a little nicer than the other. I don't know if it's maybe a variation, but they kind of put some blush on his cheeks or something. Oh, nice. 
Um, I always remember mine with the he always his nose the end of his nose was always rubbed off all the oh time. Oh my gosh! I am looking at a no nose the emperor, a no nose figure right now. Absolutely. Mine's perfect. Mine yeah, well, it sounds perfect. like you're uh, you're one of the lucky ones there, Jason. Oh, take that back! I have two no nosed at commanders. Yeah, I don't know why. It's uh, I always saw this guy. I always saw this guy with a nose nose rub. I didn't have an ad at for anybody to command, so no. I, I had the figure though. But I had the, the cardboard ad at that came with the repainted uh, Land of the Jawas base. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you put him in there, and that's fun until you put him in there once or twice, and that that cardboard ad at falls apart quickly. Yeah, <laughs> it's not built to last. Mine's rough. Mine's in rough shape. Yeah. So, um, I, so I didn't really get much play play time out of my ad at commander. And I don't like the uh, the the Bestman Blaster. It's not a terrible accessory, but I think it kind of it. I would have preferred the an Imperial Blaster with him. Yeah, this was a weird choice of uh, guns to put in this guy's hand. Mm-hmm. He can. No, never mind. I thought maybe he could hold his. He he can kind of hold his blaster with his left hand, kind of. Sort of. Yeah. Ryan. What's your thought on this guy? He always was he was a little weird. Like it's it's a pretty decent representation of the character in figure form. But as a kid, I don't think I totally understood who he was. And the the only thing is like the gray of the armor blends into the gray of the uniform. So it kind of seems weird that he just has this flat chest on him. Um I, I, I guess I just didn't see him as the character in the movie necessarily as a kid. But I saw Empire very young and didn't uh, remember a whole lot of it, too. But I would always put him in the AT-AT with an AT-AT driver next to him. I, I know I did that because it said AT-AT in his name. <laughs> Somebody have anything, anybody have anything exciting to say about this guy? Nope. He was a commander. I thought it was cool. I mean, I, I had him as a leader of the you know troops, but you know, uh, the Imperial commander himself was way cooler. Oh, in my yeah. Opinion. I totally agree. Yeah. That's one of the. That's a great figure. Which, uh, which is actually the same individual, General Veers. Yeah, technically, yeah. I mean, in the pictures, I mean, uh, clearly On he's the, the ADAT commander. Veers, yeah. yeah, he's the ADAT commander in the ADAT, which is General Veers, and then the Imperial commander is also General Veers. So he gets two figures. Lucky yeah. him. But other than that, yeah, nothing to say. Yeah, yeah I wonder why some figures' <laughs> noses decide to disappear, and others don't. I mean. Uh, most of easy. My figures. That was the uh, most forward-facing uh, uh, object rubbing against the inside of the bubble uh, at stores. Mm-hmm. I bet you. So you think this turn him sideways? Turn him sideways. What? What's the? Uh, what sticks out the furthest? His nose. I'm his sure. definitely his nose. Yeah. yeah. Who's got one right now? Yeah, I got two right now. Is it true? Hold on. It is true. It is true. Yes. Other than that his is, feet, other than his feet, yeah. Well, I could, you know, he could kind of lean into the card a little bit. So, I mean, into the bubble a little bit. So yeah. that's where it's going to rub. Maybe, re- maybe retro blasting can do a video about uh, rubbed off noses. <laughs> <laughs> well, this like one Imperial dignitary, Luke Jedi. Oh yeah, this guy. This guy was notorious, though. Oh, notorious. Well, you know, it also depends because a lot of a lot of figures didn't have painted face. 
their face was the color of the plastic mold and their hair or their helmets were the pieces that were painted. Mm-hmm. So that makes a big difference, of course, because this clearly has a gray plastic head with a, you know, a painted on face. So that's going to change the percentage of how many figures got rubbed off and not. And then there's some figures like Maidine where some figures were the color of his hair and some figures were the color of his face. Yeah. All right. Last on the list is Luke Skywalker in his Hoth outfit. This Luke has quite a uh, is it dynamic pose? Yes, it would be dynamic. Dynamic. <laughs> I mean his his right foot's ahead of his left. His scarf's blowing in the wind. Yep. His left arm is reaching out. Um, they really uh tried to change things up with this guy. Yeah, I've got to say that uh, I think this is where we start getting really more detailed than before. Mm-hmm. He does uh, yeah. have a lot of... He almost doesn't look like... A, you could almost say he doesn't look like a vintage figure. He just... He, he has a different look to him. Yeah. Yeah, even the, paint, even the paint on him looks really good. I mean, look at all the accessories that he's got hanging mm-hmm. off his. You know, he's got the macros and he's got the stuff off his belt. And yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. One thing that I didn't understand was uh, once again the choice of the weapon that they chose for this this version That's of Luke. Strange gun on him. Yeah. 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 The rifle with the uh, with the strap around it. Well, it's the a same cool one rifle. With the but... Rebel general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. He doesn't really hold it very well. No. And you have to be careful because if you do make him hold it, the pressure against the strap can easily break that strap off. Yes. So when you're looking for these loose, you want to make sure that the strap isn't broken because it can happen if he's uh, holding his rifle. So I usually well, just store mine with the hit with it strapped onto his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I, I usually have it slung around his shoulder too. The, I, the odd thing is he didn't come with a lightsaber. Very I strange. Would. Yeah. He would. Because Luke used, I mean, that would have been great against the uh, Wampa for him to have his lightsaber. Right. Yep. Yeah. He's also rocking that lobster claw hand on the other side, which didn't <laughs> do a whole lot of good. <laughs> right. <now>. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have this this one. I, I never did. had him as a kid. What? I did. I love this guy. You did? Yeah, but you know, you couldn't put him, uh, you really couldn't put him together with the uh, rebel commander and the rebel uh, Haas soldier because this guy was way more detailed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, so. it's interesting he got his uh, binoculars, um, and that's not the correct Star Wars term for it, but I'm escaping right now. Um, but uh, he has his binoculars on his chest, but I think it's kind of scene specific. I mean, we saw those for half a second when he was in this, right? Yeah, when he was on the Tauntaun, yeah. Yeah, for just that one quick scene, and then for the rest of the time in this outfit, he didn't have those. So this is very much uh, specific to that scene. And the other thing I've noticed is that the one that I played with and grew up with as a kid, um, the paint is coming off the toes, and that was because it was coming in and out of the Wampa, you know, where you're putting that little trap door in. So that 
scraping oh. up and down yeah. from going into that wampa. That sounds you, you mean tauntaun. Horrible. Tauntaun. That's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, Luke went into the wampa, that would have pretty much ended the movie. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, so he has Ten a lot. minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Lightsaber coming out of the wampa's belly as he's carving his way out. <laughs> right. Do you guys think this is one of the best Luke figures or one of the worst Luke figures? Best. Best? Um, well, I yeah, don't like his good. blaster, but other than that. <clears throat> it's up there. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. I think um, as far as detail for Luke as his face goes, I think they could have done a better job, but it was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, detail on the face is a lot like X-Wing Luke. You know? Most definitely uh, sp- scene specific. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I think most people just use the uh, because this this figure came out really late in the line. Yeah, almost you know two years after the movie came out. I think most people were using the um, the Rebel Soldiers, Luke. Yeah, for sure. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't know. That was, might have been a misstep though to put this one out so late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, I mean, he really wasn't in this. He wasn't in this outfit very long. I mean, he got whacked by the Wampa, and then he was, you know, and then right. he was in the X-wing pilot. Uh, you know, when they made, when they made that open-bellied Tauntaun, they probably at that point realized they needed a Luke to fit inside of it. Right. Yeah. So I think this was the. Well, I mean, I, th- I think they would have eventually come around to Luke, which they did, of course. But uh, good point. Yeah, open belly Luke. Uh, open belly Luke. Open belly Tauntaun definitely needed a Luke to uh, stuff inside. Yeah, and that was a figure I or a creature I wanted so bad as a kid. So so bad. So sad I didn't have him as a kid. The open belly. I don't know what it was. I had normal Tauntaun, but I wanted the open belly so badly because I loved that scene. I remember quoting that. You know, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside as a kid all the time. Yeah, that was a good gimmick. They they had an open belly one, and I'm like, oh, I need this. Yeah, that was a a really good gimmick, Tauntaun. So that was the the last figure that they created for Empire Strikes Back. Any more figures you think they probably could have squeezed in before Jedi that you wish they would have done? Hmm. Because next... Um, From Empire... Yeah, that was it because the next figure is is uh, Akbar and Nine Numb. Those are the those only are... thing I could think of would be like a Dagobah Luke. That'd be about it. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't much to Dagobah Luke. I mean, he was wearing a no, right? I mean, the Bespin Luke kind of fit that okay. And it's interesting to think that only in '82, only nine figures came out. Like, can you imagine if only nine figures came out in <laughs> this year? I mean, that would be. Would be you mean like the, in the outrage, three, the three and three quarter black series? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I can relate. No. So it was really a different time back then. Nine figures in a whole year, and I never dreamed I'd get them all, get every figure. It never, I never thought I could accomplish that. Yeah, that, that was a uh, insurmountable. Back, yeah, back then that was a that was a tall order for mm-hmm. sure. No, yeah. I got spoiled at Easter and you know Christmas and my birthday. I, it, it, nine figures is nothing. All right, so come definitely so throttle down there, crack crotch. All and right. So at this this point, crotch, there's crack. there's 48 figures on the roster. I guess <laughs> I like crack crotch better. 
There's 48 figures on the roster at this point. 50 if you count the uh, R2 and C3PO updates. Yep. And they kept them all in production, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. I still don't know how they how they managed to do that. I'd love to know more about how they kept every figure continuous all the way to the end of the line. Well, they do it like the uh, Playmates <clears throat> is doing with the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle line. I know I bring this up every other show, but, man, they they just keep recycling. They keep bringing them out all the time, like figures that came out two years ago that will pop up on the new card. You know, and they and they you would think that if they're bringing figures back that are old, that they would peg warm. But no, those figures sell because people are now finding out about this show or the series, and now are starting to collect, and they can collect them still. I don't know. They they got you know some the weird, magic. There was uh, you know this a lot of the Star Wars figures came out on Empire Strikes Back cards. I never considered that other than Stormtrooper. I would have never gotten a, like a farm boy Luke on an Empire Strikes Back card. Because I was already beyond that, you know. If you already had the figure, you never needed the other, you know. Oh, you no. never needed the no, version no. on the Empire Strikes Back card or the Return of the Jedi card because you already had it. But you, you know, know you weren't a, there weren't variation hunters back then. No, there wasn't. But not many, there was, I would think. There was the old, uh, you know, grandma who lives in Indiana. You know, calls your mom and says, "Hey, what is you know little Jake you like or is into?" And like, "Oh, he loves Star Wars. You know, especially those old figures." Well, there's two or three bucks. You know, grandma's gonna send those for Christmas, and you sure. already have it, but you're still gonna go, "Awesome, open it." You know, and that's why you right, end up right. with. We were talking before the show. I got stinking. I'm looking at, and I don't know why. I have nine. You know, Rebel Hoth commanders sitting right here. I'm like, why when did you, you were? Not? Did you get those when you were a kid? I got half of them as a kid, but I wow. just always open them. I just would, you know, hey, there's another figure. That's cool. You know, I never I got double. Jakey Crack Crotch would love this figure <laughs> that I'm getting here at Safeway. Absolutely, right? Another Rebel commander. My Thanks, uh, Grandma. my Luke, uh, my original Luke, the Tatooine Luke that I got. I think around I got him in '79. His uh, head popped off, and then my dog chewed him up. Yeah, and I was never Ouch. I was never able to I could never get my parents to buy me another one. So they get ever, the, I got Bespin Luke and and some of the other Luke figures. But did I ever tell you guys that I never had a Tatooine Luke farm boy Luke when I was a kid? You did a long Ooh. time ago. Nor did I have a Leia. How could you? How did wow. you survive your childhood? Because I had Han Solo, man. That's all I needed. How can you play Star Wars without Luke Skywalker? Did I have a Luke? No, I had a, the first Luke I ever got was the Bespin Luke. I never had a Luke. How I had a Ben Kenobi. Him? I don't know why. I, do you, I don't. Do you have the Rebel Pilot Luke? Yes. No, Pilot that's Luke? true. There you go. Rebel Pilot Luke. I had that was my first Luke. Weird. Mm, that is weird. That is weird. I have no explanation for it. I didn't have a small head Han either. I always, I always had the large one. so The superior one. Go figure. Weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Crazy. 82. I'm not a true collector. 82. 82. Good year. It was a good year. Good figures. I think I, think I was ready for the next movie, though. I think I was ready for Empire Strikes Back stuff to be done with, and I was ready for Revenge of the Jedi. Revenge. <laughs> I was ready for a new movie. I was sent away for your revenge. I was tired. I, yeah, I was a little tired. I of Empire Strikes Back by eighty two. 
Still, was it was Akbar first or was Nine Numb first? I the think, giveaway. Ooh, I think it might be Nine Numb, but I'm not. Oh, it was Akbar. That was Akbar really because Akbar's Akbar's slip comes with uh, his little Melloway slip comes with uh, revenge on it. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's right. Nah, you're right. You're right. <clears throat> I like Akbar figure. I want to talk about that one next. We'll get. We're getting. We'll, we're getting closer now. And you could mail away for Akbar with proof of purchase from these figures. That's right. Yeah. I wish they would do proof of purchase mailaways again. I would Me too. love that. Love it. <laughs> so when are we, uh, we mail away we... right now for uh, you know mail away six proof of purchase for uh, Luke Skywalker Force Awakens? Oh my gosh! I oh, would cut up every would card a, I got. That'd be a hit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Awesome. Great. So when are we going to talk about? Uh, Return of the Jedi figures. Uh, I don't know. We still have to finish up the playsets and vehicles for Empire. Oh, no oh, problem. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. cool. And then the micro machines. Oh, not micro great. machine. Micro collection. micro collection. Then we'll go to Jedi. Cool. Awesome. More than enough. Mm-hmm. Was this uh, was this uh, your favorite movie, guys? Empire. Yeah. N- uh, no. What was your What was your between Empire and Star Wars? Star Wars. Your, Star Wars. Yeah. I preferred Star Wars even Me after too. I saw that. I loved Empire Strikes Back, but I preferred Star Wars when when I was a kid. Me too. Growing think, up, I loved Jedi. Growing up, loved Jedi, but as an adult, Empire. Yeah, Empire's my favorite now. Uh, at the time, between Star Wars and Empire, I would have gone with Star Wars. I fell asleep during Empire many times, but um, after Jedi came out, I loved that movie. And for the longest time, until I was a uh, late teenager, did I really get into Empire, but Jedi I always like Star Wars. Out, so. Star Wars is always going to be my favorite. By 82, how were you guys reliving Empire? Was it just in memory? Re-releases at the theater? The record book? Or the hardcover for... picture book. All of the above. Yeah. Pop-up hardcover book. Hardcover picture book. Oh, pop-up, pop-up book, too. I had yeah. the pop-up book, yep. yeah. I had all the yeah. pop-ups. I had the storybook. Yep. The Scholastic uh, storybook for Empire Strikes Back is just Absolutely. so great. Between yep. that and the... Uh, the 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 uh record the story of star wars record or story of empire strikes back oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah that's, that's good too there you yep. go there you go um i remember though as a kid just really zoning out when like obi-wan and yoda are just talking on dagobah you know <laughs> just remember like it was just like okay let's get back to the movie let's get back to the action <laughs> For, for a kid, the middle of Empire Strikes Back is pretty boring. It, yeah. There's not a whole lot going on. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, Yoda was a pretty pretty interesting character to watch. Yeah, but the, I mean, for a Muppet, for crying out is... loud, he he was he was he sure was realistic. Yes, but he was very stationary, and there was it was mostly you know as a kid, the middle of Empire's. I don't need my movie. Yoda to be jumping around like a jackass. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> I wasn't going there, but. Um, <laughs> I meant stationary, and he just didn't move around. Like, you know, you look at other Muppets of the time, like Kermit would flail his arms or whatever, but... <laughs> Can you imagine Yoda flailing <laughs> his arms for no reason? <laughs> but, um, you know, Middle Empire Strikes Back, uh, uh, the, you have the asteroid chase, and after that, I mean, you really have nothing until Luke gets to be- uh, Bespin, as far as action. Well, you got the five seconds in the cave. Yeah. But that's, that's confusing not, as hell. That could, I did not know what happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was really confusing for me. I'm slightly older. I, do, I think 
I think that registered with me. I didn't. I, I didn't really understand the true meaning, but it didn't go. It didn't strike me as what the heck is going on here. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was all good. It was. It was a bit boring. You needed a break. <laughs> you needed a break from the asteroid field, though. That was pretty. Pretty good stuff. Well, dude, the opening of Empire is fantastic. You know, yeah. you go straight from a monster attack to a monster. You know. Um, then to destroying that monster, then escaping a snowstorm, to then a massive, massive snow battle, and then, you know, uh, yeah, and then an asteroid chase. I mean, it's just awesome. It just goes, goes, goes. It absolutely needed to slow down. But as a kid, yeah, the Yoda scene. Like, yeah. It's the yeah. equivalent of a kid watching the uh, Senate scenes in, you know, episode one. You're just like, uh, oh, okay, my God. Don't, let's don't, get to lightsabers. Don't go that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Listen, everybody loved Yoda. That that uh, that figure flew off shelves. Oh yeah. So I mean, you know, my kids love Yoda when he's that crazy version at first. When he just meets Luke and he's whacking R two with a cane, yeah. they absolutely think he's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> and then he gets called mellow and like, no, I won't train him. And you're just like, all right, fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> he needed to be more crazy. Yeah, I know. He needed to be like, you know, man, take it to him, I will. Yeah. Wacky. He needs to be more wacky. Uh. Oh, well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that. That's that. Hey, hey, I think we were more exciting about talking about these figures this time than we were last time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the... Uh, I don't know what we were doing last time. When, we, when you look at it, I mean, it's, it's not a real... It's not a real stellar group of figures, but it's it's a it's a pretty decent offering, really. These yeah. were your workhorses. These are the ones that you know that that drove around the mini rigs and piloted the vehicles and did all that stuff around, like Luke and Han. Really, you know your your core characters and the adventures they were having. I mean, who's gonna fly? Who's gonna fly a twin pod cloud car, guys? You need someone in a bike helmet and a vintage McDonald's outfit. Come on. <laughs> or, or he's the ice cream man to take you can't, the ice cream, ice cream maker guy. You can't throw anybody in there. Good show. That wraps it up. Good stuff. I want to thank my co-host for joining me tonight from iGrubStarWars.com. OT Curmudgeon Tom. I love talking about vintage. You know that. All right. And next year, we'll talk about them again. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till 2020. <laughs> and from Bendoms to the Black. We didn't talk about Bendoms. Uh, that's that's coming up, you know. That's usually getting crowbarred in somewhere. You, you you did notice that we finally got collecting cosmos back out again. Yay! I have, I have another episode recorded. I haven't been able to edit it yet, but it's going to be about ceramics. That's coming up with guest uh, on the Ron Salvatore, and then huh. um, wow, our our next uh, show will be Bendoms. It's going to happen, and Tom has already agreed to to be on our Bendoms podcast. Oh God, <laughs> you know it. It's going to be something else. Fox in the hen house, man. <laughs> but you know, I did complete my Bendoms recently. I bought the last coin that I didn't have. I've got the Millennium Falcon coin. Yeah, great, Ryan. Who cares? No one cares. <laughs> Those coins are the best thing out of Bendoms. You've got to admit that. Those are nice. The, the coins were definitely the best thing out of Bendoms. Absolutely. Got the Vader case. That's uh, Those are the coolest things. Uh, that awesome Luke with the lightsaber club. 
Well, but we'll it's, talk about that in collection. It's junk. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm I'm saving my ammo. Okay. And from from Forlom to Zuckus.com, Jake. Always a pleasure. Always fun. Crotch crack. We're looking forward to the new uh, spinoff uh, toy run. Toy run, the Star Wars action figure cast. Yeah. Tom, are you going to create a little logo for them, or do they? Or do you guys already have one? I was not asked. Oh. Oh, we we puddled together one ourselves. Okay. You know? All right. I, well, I can't wait to listen and watch and and look at the new logo. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Don't say you're going to come out every week because I said I was going to do I Grew Up Star Wars podcast every week, and I haven't done one in a year and a half. So. <laughs> Yeah, the spinoffs kind of uh, spun out for a while, but yeah, they'll be back. Don't the worry. Comic book podcast. Is, that's on. That's on indefinite hiatus. Coming back. Until, until I started, the comics get better. <laughs> I started reading. I started catching up on the comics just this week. And Spinner racks kind of spun out. It's hit or miss. The comics wow. are hit or miss. Yeah, yeah I, just, I, think, I, I think they got better. That Vader down sequence was really good. I like that. Yeah, the new Vader comic book is like they're trying to make it like Game of Thrones, though. Yeah, it, I don't it, know what I, they're doing. I just don't think. Uh, listeners would value a comic book where we're all just bashing on everything that came out because that was kind of where it was headed for a while. It was just kind of like, all right, well, how many Death Stars is this? Zero. Okay, next one. How many Death Stars yeah. is this? Zero. And so I just that know. doesn't seem to add a whole lot of value to. Yeah, I didn't want to be that Debbie Downer out there just going, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. So, you know, I think uh, we might revisit it here and do some like arcs. We'll do some arcs. Yeah. We'll see what we think about the arcs overall. So like, you know, every six books or something. So maybe we'll go uh, shift to seasonally for uh, the spinner rack. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to uh, Star Wars Beyond the Films because I've been listening to their podcast recently and they've got a year in review series. I think it's three different shows and they do a whole episode on the comic books for the year. And I think if you're interested in the comics, Definitely look, check that out. It's a, a Star Wars Beyond the Films. It's um, I think you can find it at StarWarsReport.com. So, awesome. Check that out. Nathan P. Butler and uh, Mark Carloman. It's a good show. All right, but that's it for our show. Remember, you can find us on Stitcher, Zoom, iTunes. Go to iTunes. Leave us a review. Don't leave us a review. We may, we probably won't read it anyways. Um, I'll read it. Tom will read it. Are you on iTunes, Tom? I am. Okay, yeah. so Tom I'm will an, go. I'm an Apple guy, so Tom will go and look at your reviews if you write one. Right. And you know you can't get this audience to give you a review to save your life. You can, so You know you I'm can. not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold my breath. You can also email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail dot com, and uh, look forward to those emails. I try to respond to them. I know the last. A few weeks, maybe a month, I have not been as responsive to the emails, only because I just had a kid, a baby, and just been busy. So, No more excuses. I'm checking the emails now. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> All right. For Galaxy of Toys, this is Jason saying goodnight, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend, the nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend, yes, it's a crime, friend, but you know time, friend, time can fly. 
So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.